What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at Blackstone Labs. It is Tuesday. We usually record on Thursday for a Friday podcast, but to my dismay, one day you may dismay the way I am right now, uh, everyone is leaving tomorrow, except for me. Some For some reason, I am not on the same trip as everybody to the Arnold. Not sure why. Perhaps they thought I wouldn't be interested in being a part of the first day. We have to go set up the booth. I like setting up the booth, though, and I thought that that was known, but... I don't know. I, I had no idea. I don't know. I don't know who books the trips. So I've I also never set up the booth, either, so... I like being a part of that, but I guess I'm not, so... Well, then maybe I'll enjoy being a part of it since you're not. <laughs> it's cool to see everything before anybody's there, because you can't see shit when everybody's there. Did we get the gargoyles for this show, or no? I don't know. I think we might have. Um, the gargoyles didn't have your face on it, though. No. No, it's they just, didn't. Do we really need gargoyles if they don't have your face on it? <laughs> like... Uh, it is 5.48, and I wanted to be leaving by this time, and instead, I'm doing this for you guys because if there's one thing I hate, it's when things don't go according to plan, and uh, this is this day has not gone according to plan, but I'm not going to be a grouch about it. We only have six questions because I didn't even get a chance to let everybody know that we're going to do it two days early because I simply did not know. All right, and we will just get kicked off with the first one, which is Trojan Horse equals Mudslides. Uh, Richard Mayer says, hi, PJ. I was on Chosen One, Brutal Force, Metha, Gear Support, and Growth for the last four weeks. Now I'm on Paraburn, Apex Male, PCT, Trojan Horse, and Growth. I'm a consistent morning pooper. I wake up, <laughs> I wake up, pop a Paraburn and a PCT, take my dog for a 20-minute walk, and poop. It is usually always a solid poop. Now, ever since switching from the muscle-building stack to the fat-burning stack mentioned in my first paragraph, my poops have all been consistently mudslides. I sometimes I'm cleaning my butt cheeks and dragging my dog back to the house as fast as possible to make it to the toilet. My diet has not changed. Same foods I normally eat, which makes me think it's the new supplements. Does this sound like a possible side effect of the fact that I am, of the fact of the fat burn stack that I am taking? Is it just a shock to my body? Will this continue for the rest of the stack? Help. I didn't even add any metamucil to my Trojan horse. Like you suggest. Can you imagine if I had, sorry, not sorry for the gross topic, Richard Mayer. Well, um, since you didn't change your diet at all, then it has to be something supplemental. Um, don't take my missile. <laughs> I, my only theory is that perhaps the cayenne pepper in the paraburn is upsetting your stomach and making you go to the bathroom more. Um, Just loosening everything up in there? What I would suggest is um, give it another, I would say, five to seven days max. Make sure you're drinking enough water. Um, I'm not sure if, like, by mudslides you mean diarrhea or just soft. Um, but it's it's got to be from one of those two things. If it's tolerable, just, you know. Just run through it. Get a bidet, you know. Get some wet wipes. Um, if it's not tolerable, then I, then you're going to have to get off of the products. I The only thing I could think of is perhaps is something to do with the cayenne pepper and the paraburn. I mean, if it's not tolerable and you stay on it, you know, more more power to you. Yeah, if you're not, if you weren't <laughs> pooping, that would be a bad sign because nothing's coming out. But yeah, that ain't good. It is still coming out, so you know, I'm I'm sorry that you're getting those mudslides. <laughs> That's just a hilarious term, though. I've never heard that before. <laughs> mudslides. Next question is a five thousand mile bicycle ride, breaking a world record. Hi, PJ. My name is Jacob Moore, and I'm a self proclaimed adventurous and philanthropist. I, I'm a college. <laughs> Collegiate wrestler for Wabash College at D3 school in Indiana. After graduating, I joined the Peace Corps while I was sent to Cameroon, West Africa. I spent three years as an agricultural volunteer and for the past two years have been starting a nonprofit Scholarship Africa. Scholarship is an innovative conditional supply transfer program that gives students the opportunity to earn the school supplies they need through community service, academic improvement, and healthy lifestyles. You may find out more information by clicking on the link below. The question I would like to ask are regarding my bike trip. I'm currently taking dust, Formula 19, and isolation to prepare for the 5,000 plus miles. However, this week I have begun working out twice a day. A hard 20 to 30 minute 
Airdyne ride in the morning, burning between 175 to 400 calories, and then a lift in the afternoon or evening. Should I be taking the supplements twice a day along with both workouts or just once a day, once per day and when? The second question is, I plan on riding between 70 to 80 miles a day from Seattle, Washington to Los Angeles, California, across Route 66 to Tulsa, Oklahoma, Washington, D.C., and finally up to New York City. Obviously, I will be burning a lot of calories and will need to replenish during the ride. Which foods and fruits do you recommend I take to refuel my body during the trip? Which foods or fruit would I, should I eat immediately after finishing for the day? And lastly, what foods should I eat first thing when I wake up to gear my muscles for another grueling day? During the trip, I'm planning to unofficially break two Guinness World Records – too expensive to expedite the application form and officially try to break the Guinness World Record for the longest journey on an electric bike. I'm going to be advertising Blackstone Labs and your products through my blog, which I will relaunch on March 1st and on my social media. I would be glad to answer any questions if you would like to know more about my organization, the trip, or how I plan to break the world records. If you would like to meet me in person, I will be able to see you at the Arnold Classic. We could discuss more in depth. Thanks. Jacob Moore. So it's an electric bike? I mean, I, I think that the the overall feat is just to be on a bike for that long. It so would not, suck to have to pedal those so 5,000 miles. <laughs> Could you imagine pedaling 5,000 miles? No, but I feel like that makes the record so much more unique because, like, if you were pedaling 5,000 miles, Nobody's you would need a lot of Formula 19. Nobody is. There's not enough Formula like, 19. In my head, I'm processing, like, how much Formula 19 you is. You need, like, needed. a backpack filled with two five-gallon jugs of Formula 19 that were just fed into your mouth constantly while you ride. You just have to pre-mix it is what I was thinking and just have – Pre mix in a five gallon jug. Yeah. <laughs> just have one of those camel back. things that you suck on. Yeah. Um, Could you now that I know that it's electric, that's like, isn't that like kind of like just like going on like a moped across the country? Just picture you're, you're driving the Ferrari down the road. All of a sudden, little motorized bicycle comes passing you in traffic. Dude's got a five gallon drum of Formula 19 strapped to his back with the sticker on it. Yeah. <laughs> This is truly unique. Please come and meet me at the Arnold Classic so we can talk about... Bring the bike? Yeah, bring this bike. <laughs> so we can all ride it Is it like one of those Arnold? electric razors that they sell now? I don't know. I that would like, make it impressive. Is it solar powered? Like, wh- I, don't, I just... You, you, I, I was following along. I was strategizing until you got to the electric bike part. And then you were just thrown way off. Can you use a gas-powered bike? Does the record still count? See, that's the thing. Is like I, I, I feel like I, I've seen these types of bikes before, and I feel like it's one of those ones where you don't have to pedal, and it'll keep going, but if you pedal, you charge it. Oh. Maybe he should do it on a Segway. Mm. I bet you nobody's gone across the country on a Segway before. That's some rough terrain. <laughs> segway. Somewhere out there in fucking Oklahoma. So my, my advice to you, now that I know that you're not going to be burning a lot of calories... Now that I know that you're going to be coasting across the country on an electric bicycle, um, is uh, to well, as far as your training goes in preparation for this feat of electric biking, I think that you should absolutely bookend your workouts and your bike training with uh, the Formula 19 and with the um, you know with the way the way that you are. You should also add in the BCAs, and that's something that I would keep on your journey. So, like when you're just electricing along and um you know you feel like you're getting a little sleepy or whatnot just make sure you're taking in those um those bcas you know you're gonna be sitting i guess for a long period of time you might cramp up a little bit do you get sleepy on a bike i feel like you would get more sleepy on an electric bike because you're doing Uh, maybe yeah maybe on electric yeah yeah you're just sitting there kind of getting bored yeah i mean scenery is whatever but bring some video games yeah right like virtual reality (laughs) yeah we're me and you're gonna talk about this one at the arnold when i meet you i'm i'm fascinated by your electric bike and I am wondering if we could have like a co-record together if I do it 
on a Segway. I'm really interested to find out if he made the bike, if it's like a Tesla bike. Like, where where did you purchase it? Was it built? It's like a soapbox. Yeah. But like, electric. Or like like when, you know, they used to have like the race car derbies and like the kids would like build a car with their yes, dad and run yes. it down the hill. Yes. It's exactly like that. <laughs> he just like build it himself. But it's got like a, like a, you know, like a little electric battery in it. Um, so he wants to know what foods and fruits he should eat, uh, during, uh, before and after. Again, my, my answer is being swayed by the, the fact that I know that the bike is electric now. So if you were pedaling the whole time, like a lot of my guys that do, do Ironman competition and stuff, they straight up eat like cookies and shit. Like they eat like they big ass chocolate chip cookies and they do that insulin spike. And, and they do that sludge shit. It's like, um, who makes it? Power Bar used to make one. I think Gatorade makes one. It's, it's basically just sludging sugar into your mouth. Huh. And it's just you're burning it all off because you're doing so much. So I don't know what you really burn on an electric bike. I don't even know shit about electric bikes, to be honest with you. Like, the electric bike thing is going to be something that I Google tonight. Like we said, just bring it by so we can ride it. Yeah. Br- <laughs> please bring it to the Arnold. Um, Are you riding it to the Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> um, Are there pedals on the electric bike? I feel like there has to be because, like, how else would you balance? Like, I imagine know. riding a bike with no pedals, even if it was going on its own. Like, I mean, how be... fast does it go? Does it say how long this is going to take him to do? Uh, 70 to 80 miles a day. It only goes 70 or 80 miles a day. Then it must be going slow as fuck. Isolation, 5,000 plus miles. Yeah, and I don't know, man. This is we're gonna have to talk to this guy extensively in person. We Let's just say to, that you're a marathon runner, right? We might have to do an interview. Let's say you're a marathon runner, and I don't know. Let's just say your average mile time is like eight minutes a mile, right? In the beginning, at least. Right. So that means if you go for an hour, you're gonna get what? You're gonna get eight miles. Eight times eight, right? Basically, you're gonna yeah. about eight miles. Yeah. So you could run eight miles a day. Right. So if you're an electric thing that's doing the work for you. I feel like it's at the very least triple that, right? Well, I mean, figure if you're going, if you can go eight miles a day and he can go 70 to 80 a day, he's doing 10 times that. It just still doesn't seem like all that much, which makes me feel like he must be pedaling. It doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like as much because of the word electric. If you were on a motorcycle, (laughs) a gas powered motorcycle, you could go 70 or 80 miles in an hour. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, well, I mean, I, I feel like he's got like a little like like a like a baseball card to the to the back wheel, make it sound like a motorcycle, <laughs> like you know. He is certainly a uh, adventurist, that's for sure. Well, it says right there, adventurist and philanthropist. Yeah, right there. I got to meet this guy. Please come meet me at the Arnold. All right, next question is from Lino Rodriguez. Says, "What up, PJ? My name is Juan Carlo from Danbury, Connecticut. I've been using your products for close to two years now. That combined with that combined with a ketogenic diet has changed my body and mind in ways I never thought imaginable. Time to take it up a notch, though. Going to start a cycle of 500 milligrams a week of Test C for 16 weeks. How much Arimidex should I take during cycle, and how much Novadex post should I continue? And should I continue Arimidex post? Should I throw Clomid in there, or can I just take PCTV with Apex Mail? Also, how, should, how soon after first pin should I start Arimidex, and how soon after last should I start PCT? Oh, yeah, asking for a friend. Ha! Tell your friend I said what's up. I'm about to help him out. And you too, if you're going to do it as well. Um, <laughs> just do the Arimidex right out the gate. Just take it every other day. If you want to start conservative, do a half of a milligram every other day, and just see how you deal with it, okay? You should have no issues with that. If you feel like you're getting a little puffy in your nipples or something like that, then go up to a milligram every other day and you'll be absolutely fine there. Um, that's taking it more aggressive. But you might as well just start with it or at the longest wait a week before you add it in because you're doing a slow-acting ester. It's going to take a week for it to kick in anyway. Now, as far as what you're doing post-cycle, I always ran a Ribidex post-cycle. I never ran Nolvidex post-cycle. Can you run Nolvidex? Yes. 
If you're going to go to Alvidex, I would run 20 milligrams before bed. Um, I think you should absolutely do Clomid. Um, if you were not doing injectable testosterone, I would say just do the PCT and Apex Male. And there's a good chance you could be okay with PCT and Apex Male. But if you can get Clomid, get enough to do 50 milligrams in the AM and PM for the first three weeks, about a week after your last shot. And that'll make a big difference. And I would run the Arimidex your entire PCT. So if you're going to PCT for 30 days or 40 days, make sure you're running the Arimidex every other day that whole time and you'll be fine. All right. Next question is sodium and water manipulation. Says the last podcast, I asked a question concerning carving up in order to come in full for the after pictures in the beat PJ contest. I was also wondering how to manipulate water and sodium in the final days in order to come in dry and hard as well as full. Could you please give a somewhat simple approach to water loading and depleting as well as sodium manipulation leading up to the final pictures? As always, much appreciated, Z. So this question is something that I I'm feel that I'm I'm very, very well versed in at this point because of all the times that I've tried different procedures in my own shows, all of the athletes that I've brought to the stage. I've done it all, and I've found a recipe for success for most people. Now, for starters, I hate diuretics. I do not think that you should be getting into any kind of strong loop diuretics like diazide, Lasix, anything like that. I think that more harm than good happens when you do that, and a lot of the tricks that you see people doing at the end are tricks to combat the negative sides of what you're, what's happening with diuretics. So let's, let's just say that we're going to do this without diuretics. Now, if you're somebody that's really concerned and you feel like perhaps psychologically you'll feel better if you're doing some sort of diuretic, I would, I would prefer you go the mild natural route and you can start this earlier in the week on like a Wednesday, uh, for a Saturday show. And there's two ingredients that work great. Dandelion root and Uva Ursi. You take them together um, and they will make you go to the bathroom a lot more. You can take a thousand milligrams of vitamin C each, each meal. You'll be flushing that. You can eat asparagus at all your meals and you'll keep flushing that. All these things will, will help you to naturally eliminate water. And I'm going to take you through a last week of prep for me. So when I'm two weeks out, that's my hardest week. That's my brutal week of suffering. I suffer myself down that two week mark to the seven day mark, right? And what I do is my hardest workouts, I burn up everything I have. I bring my calories down and I bring them down to where I'm in sort of like what would be considered a depletion phase that Friday, which would be seven days out that Saturday, that Sunday, right? Now, depending on how I look Monday morning, depending on what I think I need to suffer out of my body, I would typically go to Tuesday, right? So you're, you're really suffering at this last point, but you're empty. And you kind of want to be empty, but you want to also pay attention to yourself that you're not taking it too far and flattening out because then you have to do more to come back. I always made sure that I was ready or that my athletes were ready two weeks out so that you don't have to do anything weird. You don't have to make it do, do or die every day. You want to be ready in advance. So two weeks out, I'd have a good idea of what I looked like. And I figured, okay, I can probably increase this by 5 to 10% and be a little crisper just based on going through a little bit of a depletion. So – Let's just say everything goes according to schedule, and by Tuesday, you're totally depleted. Now, what I would usually do is put some fats back in. Depending on how flat I was, maybe I'd put fats in every meal, and I always did easy-to-process fats like olive oil. However, the last meal, which would be my meal before bed where you're going to be fasted for a while, I would always do red meat because it stays with you longer and will help you to, to not be so empty when you start your carb-up. I would typically start my carb-ups on Wednesday. Wednesday would always be a moderate carb-up. So when I start my carb up, I also increase my water. So let's just say I was drinking a gallon to a gallon and a quarter a day. That Wednesday, I'd be at a gallon and a half or a gallon and three quarters. I would increase it by, you know, 20, 25%. 
And that is going to do two things. Number one, it's going to help you glycogen load because that extra water is going to help lock everything into your muscles with that glycogen. And number two, the excess water is going to keep your body flushing. So you're getting the best of both worlds. You should absolutely never remove sodium. When you remove sodium, nothing positive happens. So leave your salt exactly how it is. If you've been using table salt, keep on using table salt. If you've been using seasonings, keep on using seasonings. Now, if you have not been doing that stuff, by by no means should you be spiking it or doing more with it. Your body is very smart. It's figured out how to be, how it's been the whole time. You probably wake up looking dry and nasty in the morning. You're just going to be a little bit more dry and nasty than that on show day. To try to think that you can do some sort of dramatic change just based on changing your food and your sodium and water is not only is it unrealistic, it's foolish. A lot of people will be like, oh, I ate a burger and fries and I looked crazy. No, you really didn't though. Psychologically, you felt full and you probably got veins coming out, but if you turned around, you probably were softer in your ass and hamstrings and that's just hormonally the way that things work. So when people say like, oh, I filled out so much more, yeah, you usually smooth over when you fill out too. Like when you're on stage, you're never going to feel full. And if you do feel full, you're usually not going to win because you're not conditioned enough. When you're super conditioned, you, you feel empty and dead. That's just the way it is. You're not going to feel good. So when that Wednesday starts and you start carving up, let's just say for math purposes, you're having 50 grams of carbs per meal. I always reduce the protein. So if I was eating eight ounces of protein a meal, I cut it in half and I go to four ounces. Reason being, you're not working out anymore at that point. You're just carving up. You don't need the extra protein sitting in your stomach. You really just want those carbs coming in. Now, a little trick that you can do this will make a big difference. A lot of guys, they start going crazy eating all these carbs, right? And what happens is they actually elevate their metabolism a little bit and they start losing weight. Now, you can combat this as well as make yourself stay satiated longer by adding fats to the meals. So reduce the protein, but add a tablespoon of, let's say, extra virgin olive oil or a nut butter to the meals, and those carbs will stay with you more efficiently, and you won't have to eat ridiculous amounts. Like I, I talk to these guys that carb up eating like 1,000 grams of carbs a day. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I was doing like 300 grams. Now, you basically have your day one, which is your base day, and on Thursday, you assess what you look like in the morning. And you decide, do I need to have more carbs? Do I have, need to have less carbs? But you keep the water higher. In fact, I would actually even push it even a little bit higher on Thursday. And then Friday would actually be my biggest water day. So if I was doing a gallon and a quarter earlier in the week, and on Wednesday I was doing a gallon and a half, by Friday I was doing two gallons. And I would try to have those two gallons in my body by 12 hours before stage time. So if stage time was 9 a.m. the, next, the following Saturday, <clears throat> I would have that two gallons in by nine o'clock that night. Then I would just sip a little bit until I went to bed for two reasons. One, you want to get it in early. And two, you don't want to be pissing all night long. You want to actually sleep before the show because quality sleep is going to make your physique look that much better. An unrestful sleep will actually make your body hold on to the water more, which you don't want. When you get into a deep REM stage of sleep, your body will eliminate anything more. You should poop when you wake up in the morning. You should feel good. If you're not resting, you're going to throw your whole system off. So no sodium loading, no sodium removal, No ridiculous, oh, I'm going to do two gallons of water today, three gallons tomorrow, four gallons on Friday. That's also stupid and dangerous. No insane like, okay, I'm going to eat a candy bar at at, in the morning and then drink a two-liter bottle. I've seen all this stuff, by the way. I actually saw somebody eating cotton candy backstage once. Like he like went to a carnival and had fucking cotton candy. Like he was literally eating a thing of cotton candy. I saw people eating some pretty weird shit. 
yeah, like guys, like it's not a fucking picnic. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you're not showing up with donuts and all this weird shit that people eat. It's not going to make you look better. It's just these are things that people are like, oh, well, I took all this Lasix, so I'm going to eat, you know, McDonald's and fucking, you know, Cinnabons instead so I don't cramp and fill out. I mean, you shouldn't have to do anything weird like that. You don't want to throw your body off by putting in foods that you haven't been eating. Have you been eating Cinnabons and pizza the whole diet? No. Why would you throw that in the last day and see what happens? So realistically – you should be in very good shape a couple weeks out, and you'll know. Like when you're in shape, you can you can tell just what meals make you feel better. Maybe you go out and have a steak and potato, and you're like, "Damn, I ate that steak and potato," and all of a sudden, all my veins are coming out. I'm feeling nice and full. Well, why would you go away from that just to try to figure out in the last couple of days what kind of like special recipe you could come? And a lot of people try to make names for themselves when they're coaching by being like, "Oh, I have the, the the special formula for the last few days." Like, no, you don't. There's no special formula. You want to be ready in advance so you don't have to do anything weird. The less weird stuff you do the better. Um, and I'll tell you that I tried to figure out all the weird stuff myself and all my earlier shows. And I ruined my physique way too many times where I went into shows looking nasty. And then in a matter of a couple of days, I just screwed myself up and, um, it's sad, but I would never do that to my, my clients. I actually took a much smarter approach with my clients because I always felt like I'm not going to experiment on this person and see what happens. They just spent 12 weeks or 16 weeks or 20 weeks training for this. The last thing I'm going to do is leave something by chance at the end. Let's see what a Cinnabon does. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just unrealistic. We haven't tried that yet. To think that something that, that like profound is going to happen is unrealistic. All right, so we'll get on to the next question. It says, uh, PJ, loving the podcast, gaining some really great info. Keep up the great work. So I just ordered my first cycle of Test E250. I'm running 500 milligrams per week for 10 weeks. Honestly, just trying to be in shape for the summer, and unfortunately, I always fall out of shape during the winter. I haven't set foot in a gym in over six months. However, the past two years, it has seemed much harder to get back in shape. I'm 26 at 5'10", 190 pounds, around 20% body fat. This is why I got the Test E. I usually diet clean as in just eating complex carbs, healthy fats, etc. I don't want my food or I don't weigh my food or calculate macros, which I am working on now seeing that it is harder to get in shape. I plan on ordering Eradicate, PCT, and Apex from you. I, I may also get your way in pre-workout. My question is, do I need to take the Eradicate while running my cycle or just have it on hand in case I start to develop gyno? I understand the PCT, just having a hard time understanding what I should do while I'm on the cycle. Thank you so much for any advice. Best regards, Cole. Uh, Cole, my advice is, yes, you should run the Eradicate the whole time because you didn't mention any anything of Arimidex, uh, Aromatase inhibitors. And so you want to prevent gyno and other unwanted estrogenic side effects from happening. And also, if, you're, if the idea of a, of a perfect physique to you is going to be as lean as possible is what it sounds like, by taking the Eradicate, you'll get leaner faster because you're not going to be holding water and fat from the estrogen. So you may as well just take it. The entire time. It's not strong enough where it's going to shut your estrogen off completely. It's just going to make it so you don't get the negative estrogenic side effects. So run the, run the eradicate the whole time. I would do at least two caps today. And you could probably push it to four caps today if you're really focusing on drying out. And that was our uh, last question. Yeah, guys, apologies for only six questions. We're two days earlier than normal. I didn't want to not do the show this week. Um, I want this to be very rhythmic. And I know the, uh, you, you guys you know, wait for the show and I don't want to make the people wait another week to throw all their questions in. So we did a half of the show today. I'm glad that we got it out. The guys are all leaving for the Arnold tomorrow. I'm leaving on Thursday. The booth is going to be insane. Um, we got our crazy prices, right? Booth. We're going to be doing the ice cream at the show. The ice cream is getting so much buzz. We're excited about it. Um, I've got, as of today, I've got WWE superstar Dana Brooks going to appear on Saturday in the booth doing autographs for a couple hours. Hmm. We're probably going to do a impromptu photo shoot with El Money's and, and, uh, Bella Larson. 
Okay. A little boob action. In the, uh, a little boob action? A lot of boob action. It's actually. like all the boob action. Um, Bella's husband actually suggested it today. He goes, I think we'd get a lot of attention if we just had them start doing a shoot together in the booth. I'm like, I like your, I like your style. Yeah, you know, I, uh, just shout out to Trevor. Shout out to Trevor. I love Trevor. He, he, I think he told me he has three or four hundred pairs of shoes. Wow. Damn, dude, you're putting people to shame in this building. Because he had, he sent me a picture of these new phone posits he got, and I was like, damn, dude, those are like 250. He's like, yeah, I got me a pair for me and Bella. And I was like, damn, so you both got a pair? He was like, yeah. I was like, how many phones do you have? He's like, I think I have like 50 or 60. I was like, just phone posits? <laughs> phone posits, like the cheapest you get phone posits is like 180. It's like the cheapest I've ever seen it. It's like 180 to 250, and he has 50 to 60 pairs of them, which is absolutely absurd. And but I'm extremely jealous. But does he have a lightsaber? Cause Cause I he do. might. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, by Probably the time this Star podcast, Wars. by the time this podcast comes out, you guys are going to know all about the lightsaber. Probably have some Star Wars edition shoes. I, I bet. Probably got real moon boots. <laughs> At very least. Ben walked on by Neil Armstrong. And uh, the the upside to us doing the podcast early this week is that next week we'll just have an extra long podcast. That's right. Boom, Get your questions, questions in. Um, last night on the Q and A, all we did was talk about tits. That was a fun episode. Oops. Whole episode. Trevor Larson actually participated quite a bit in that one. Speaking well. of boobs, have you ever heard of the term sweater puppets? Yes. Okay. So, see, so I've asked like three or four people in the past like two or three days mm-hmm. if they've ever heard of that, and they're like, "No, what are sweater puppets?" So, solid, solid terminology. And, and Tara asked me, she's like, "What are sweater puppets?" I'm like, "You have them. Mm. Just put a sweater on." Yeah, and <laughs> you will be there. There are puppets that that reside inside your sweater. So I don't uh, know if there was any more banter you wanted to get into. Nah, I'm in a grouchy mood today. It's not anybody's short. fault. I got this kid bothering me right now. Um, I'm not going to talk about it though because I'm an OG. Weird mustached people. Yeah. If you have a beard and you can grow a beard and you choose to just have an extremely long mustache, like either a sheriff or like, I don't, I don't know, like, like sheriffs have the big long caterpillar mustache. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you do that and you're not a cop, you know, yeah, it's, it's not, it's like a Reno 911 mustache. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't, you, you have to have some type of authority to have that mustache. You should, you really should like at the very least. Either that or you should be wearing, like, the chips uniform and just, like, roll around on your little electric bike. Or, or like, roll around with the rest of the uh, the village people. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's exactly what you're doing. All right. Well, I've bantered enough, and I, I wanted to go home before I even did the show. Sorry, guys, if it wasn't a full episode, but at least we did answer your questions. We stay on top of everybody's questions for the BPJ. And um, we, we're, that's it, right? That's it. We answered your questions. Peace out. Bye. All right.